to all your doubts and fears. Tell me, when you are needing someone to wipe away your tears, yes, he can say, come on, say, God can do more than you could ever ask or think. He holds all power in his mighty hand. This is Peace for a Broken World with Apostle I.D. Lawan. The Full Stature Missions International boldly present the dynamic proclamation of the release of the kingdom now and the declaration of the rule of God in the earth today through Jesus Christ. Digest this Holy Spirit anointed word from God. Now here is Apostle I.D. Lawan. The forces of the recreated human spirit. The forces of the recreated human spirit. The forces of the recreated human spirit. Many times when we preach, that you go back home and you reflect on what you have said. Whether what you have said is sensible or whatever you have said is okay. Or you assess yourself. To the place of victory and to the place of success. And I'm believing that some of you who are in business or your family or the church work that you are doing or your personal life, that a miracle will happen in your life in the name of Jesus. I so much believe that that makes a mark in your life. Talking about and ministering about the forces of the recreated human spirit. The forces of the recreated human spirit. And then I will give one illustration of the effect and the power of what we will discuss. And it's become necessary to be able to say we have to go back to the future. In the sense that if I keep talking to you or if I keep ministering and I say certain things and they don't have a background or any idea of what the Lord actually has done or how I came to be where I am now as an individual or how you came to be where you are now as an individual. If somebody just met you today and then they are looking at you today and they don't know where you are coming from, it will be a big mistake if the person only hears you once and then he thinks that he has had or he tries to judge what he has had without knowing the background and where we are coming and where we are going. And that is why it becomes necessary that we speak about the forces of the recreated human spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm reading in verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, for the preaching of the cross, for the preaching of the cross, to them that perish, foolishness, but unto us that are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. 
but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. Now, I have read to you a scripture from the Bible. And it says in verse number 18, that the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Now, that is significant. That to those who do not understand and they are not born again, the gospel is foolishness. But to those of us that are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. Judging from every circumstance that I personally know now, that it is the power of God for somebody, you and I, to be saved. And for those who have not been saved, if you get saved, it is the power of God. And it is the power that saves us because it is written. Now, every time this apostle makes a statement, he backs it up with a revelation. And he said, it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. And then he said, where is the wise? And where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Had God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? Now, so you can see that the wisdom of this world cannot save us. It cannot deliver a man. It cannot deliver anybody. No knowledge. No effort. No sacrifice. No arrangement can be made under heaven where a man can be saved. Except by the preaching of the cross. Which to some is foolishness. In that, how can somebody be hanging on a tree somewhere and then you say through that you are going to get saved or you are having salvation? That is foolishness. Now, that to them because of the wisdom of the world. But the Bible said the preaching of the cross to us that are saved is the power of God. Then it goes down to explain in verse 30 saying, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Now, talking to those who are saved. He said, of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. In other words, Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glories shall glory in the Lord. So that nobody can boast. But then what we have, which is precious in God's sight, is wisdom from heaven. Is righteousness from heaven, is sanctification from heaven, is redemption from heaven. And so, we are told here what those forces of the recreated human spirit consist of. Basically, let me say it very quickly because I'm going to apply just one of them. For instance, faith is the first force, is the first force from heaven that God unleashed that God released to get a man saved. It is through faith that we have been saved. So the first force, the first power is the power of faith that is released for a man to be saved. Okay? So faith is a force. Faith is a force. Just like gravity is a force. 
just like you kick a car and you move that car and that car becomes a projectile. It becomes a moving, dangerous object without control. It becomes a force because the engine is moving and powers that car and it becomes a force on the road. That is what I describe as a force. And so faith is a force. And that faith is one of the forces of the recreated human spirit. Now, there is one small B or one A under that force of faith and it is patience. Every time in the book of Hebrews that you find the word faith, you will find the word patience added to it. Why? Because patience also is a force. Now, patience is a force like this podium here. I put my Bible on top of this podium and my Bible does not fall to the ground because of the podium. It supports the weight of the Bible. So faith is on top patience is below it is patience that support faith that faith should not fail the force of faith is kept in place until it has finished its job then patience is gone then patience is removed and that is how we succeed as believers that is how we make it as believers and that is why talking about abraham he said he endured through faith. He endured. He obtained the promises by faith. Okay? So he endured. And so the endurance is patience. The Bible said he patiently obtained. And so when you are talking about faith, you talk about the patience that support faith. Now, people think about patience in the English language as delay. That's the general thinking about people who understand English. They take it as delay. But patience is not delay. In the realm of the spirit, patience is the support for your faith. When your faith is there and you already have faith and what you are looking for has not been done, it is patience that supports the faith. So you keep saying what you are looking for every day of your life until you see it. It is patience that support faith. That's why, number one, it is faith that is the big number one force of the recreated human spirit. The second one is righteousness. That's the second force. The third one is wisdom. And the fourth one is love. And so there are four. The patience support faith, right? But faith itself is the big letter, is the big force through which we obtain something. So we have read to you, tells us very clearly these things. But let's go now to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. Even when we were dead in sins, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace he has saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. And then verse 7, that in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through what? Through faith. 
And that not of yourselves. It is what? The gift of God. Hallelujah. Now, here is the core issue here. We are taking the matter of faith as number one. And we are talking about the force of faith operating in our heart. So now, we are told that this faith that we receive to be saved is a gift. Now, once you are saved, this faith does not go away. It remains in your human spirit that is alive to God. This force by which you are saved is embedded in your heart. It's embedded and it quickens you. It was this faith that gave you life. It was this gift that gave you life. But it was given by God. When the word of God came to you, the living word of God came to you and faith caught it because faith comes by hearing. So the force of faith comes by hearing the living word of God. And so you heard the word of God and then you got saved. And so here we are told very clearly that even we were dead, in sins and trespasses, he quickened us together with Christ. And he said, by grace, ye are saved. And then he said, he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 8, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. So we have been given this faith to be saved. And so when we got saved, this faith did not go away. It remained in the heart for you to remain saved. Because it is a gift. And God does not repent from his gift. Of course, by whatever you do, you can drive away whatever you can drive away by yourself. But we are not talking about that. We are talking about a genuine child of God. We are talking about a person that loves God. We are talking about somebody who should make progress with what he got in Christ. Can you say amen with me? Alright, put your finger in Ephesians and flip back to Romans chapter 12 verse number 3. Romans chapter 12 verse number 3. So I can confirm to you some of the things I'm saying from scripture written by the same author Paul the apostle himself. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For I say through the grace given to me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Is this say God has dealt to every man a measure of faith? Read it. The last part. What did he say? According as God has dealt to every man the measure, not a measure, the measure of faith. That is, when you were saved, you were given the measure to save you. And that is not taken away. Read it. For I say to you through the grace given to me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. In other words, everybody has got the same measure. Everybody has the measure of faith. So when you are saved, this measure of faith, which is a force that has life, and that is how you were born again, is not taken away because that for the power you were saved. Praise God. Now, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. We were reading in Ephesians chapter 2. But Ephesians chapter 2 is the outcome of the prayer of Ephesians chapter 1. Where Paul the apostle prayed in verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Can we read verse 19, please? Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of what? Of his power to us what? Who did what? Who believed? You believed. Who believed? What is believed? That is faith. To us what? Who did what? Who believed? According to what? The working of his mighty power. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand where in heavenly places verse 21 far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but in that which is to come and did what in verse 22 and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all i mean that's just too much Go to chapter 2 now and read again in verse 6. What did he say in verse 6? And he has raised us up together. How did he do it in chapter 1? How did he do it in chapter 1? Verse 19. Can we read now please? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Towards what? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Verse 20. Which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead what did he say in verse 6 chapter 2 verse 6 what did he say he raised up how together together how did he raise him how did he raise him how did he raise him with the exceeding greatness of his power when he was quickened from the dead and verse 6 now tells us and he has raised who us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you can see the force of faith. How it is working in our salvation. That when we were saved, there was a force that raised us up. Just like Jesus Christ was raised up. And we were not only raised up. We were taken beyond every level and we were taken into the heavenly places to sit down together with Christ. Can somebody shout aloud, Amen. And therefore, when you see that the Bible talks about principalities and powers in chapter 1, above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which to come. All right, and he said they put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Praise God to the church. Now, so you can see that generally the church has not appreciated how much they have by not understanding the force of faith that is within them 
apart from the power of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit that is residing within, the fact that a man is born of the Spirit, he has within him now ability that has the force of faith, the force of righteousness, the force of wisdom, the force of love residing in the inner man of this man. Hallelujah. That is the nature of what we have in Christ Jesus. And so, when we apply all this, and then we understand that, oh, okay, so this is what I have got. Now, what do I do? What am I now going to do? What do I do with all that God has given me? Now, that's where responsibility comes in. Then you take what God has given you, and you feed that faith. You feed that faith. You feed that faith. You feed that faith. Just like a little child is fed with milk. You feed that child. You feed that person that is inside. You feed your faith. And it is all over the New Testament. But just receive this that it is clear. That you feed your faith. That's why he said in First Peter, when you grow, when you are growing in faith, he says, little babies, you receive the milk which you grow thereby. So you feed the faith that you already receive because you receive it in a measure. And so you feed the faith and begin to exercise the faith so that the measure that is given to you can then become a big tree, can become a mighty house, can become a mighty thing for you to deal with or for you to possess. And that's the way it is done. And so understand that God wants us to feed that faith. So by his grace, you take the word of God, you take prayers, you do many other things that you need to do in order to feed the faith so it can begin to move. Hallelujah. But Jesus even said, even that little mustard seed of faith is capable of doing so much, if only... We learn how to release the faith. If only we learn how to release that little that you have already. Because in itself, that's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And so you have something within you as a child of God. But I find out, brothers and sisters, just to turn aside a little bit. That when you go to churches today and you are looking at people. And they are doing so many things they want to do. And you see them fearful. You see them afraid. You see them, they lack. You see them, they have nothing. You see them, they are struggling. You see them, they are saying it's the devil. You see them, they say it's Satan. They see, you see them, even those who have believed for a long time. And they have imbibed the gospel. And they have no reason to, to look around for whatever is happening. But their, their faith is weak. And their faith is a wimp. And their faith is not strong. But because they are abandoned to take that responsibility. To feed their faith. They turn around to blame Satan. They turn around to blame the pastor. They turn around to blame some other person. They just turn around to say well it's something or some demon that caused it. But you have refused to do the basic which is feeding your faith. And thanks be to the distraction of this present generation. It's a distracted generation. If they are not distracted with their dressing 
and they distract other people, they will be distracted by their phones, or they'll be distracted by their computers, or they'll be distracted by whatever else that they have and the gadgets that are around them. A distracted generation. Why? Because they don't have the time to feed their faith so that their faith can become a big tree under which many birds can come and hide. This is the problem. This is the issue. This is the trouble. And I just pray that God of heaven will open your eyes of understanding and we will get working. As individuals, we will get working. As families, we will get working. As people, we will get working. As you are listening, you will get working. And your work in the faith will not be in vain in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. I know that it shall emerge. Because God will make it to emerge. God will cooperate with you. Because there is a force of faith within you. Can you say with me, Father? In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm sorry for the time wasted in the past. I'm sorry for the time wasted in this area in the past. Right now, Father, I take the word of the Lord concerning my life. Every man here should have multiplication. And it takes the power of God to multiply. It takes the strength of Jehovah to multiply. But we are connected with that. The divine nature. The divine nature is inside us. The power of faith is inside us. Then we begin to act on what God is saying. We begin to act on what God has said. We begin to move on that wave and say, this is mine. I will not rest until I have it done. I will not rest. I will not give up. I will not slow down. No matter what people say. No matter what human beings are saying. I am going to arise. I am going to walk. I am going to arise. I am going to have children. I am going to have great grandchildren. I'm going to have whatever it is that is the desire of your heart. If it is education, you will have that you desire. If it is business, God will help you. If you are a medical person, God will help you as well. If you are a missionary, God will help you as well. If you are a housewife, God will help you. If you are sick, today is the end of your sickness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I cannot finish this broadcast without giving someone an opportunity to receive Jesus as Savior and as Lord of their lives. So I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want you to say, Lord God Almighty, I recognize I am a sinner. I recognize I am lost. But I have heard your word that in this day I can be saved through the sacrifice and the offering of the blood of Jesus Christ, your son. I believe that he is the Savior. I believe he came to save me. I repent of all my sins and I forsake them. You said, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but he that confesseth them shall receive mercy. I ask for the mercy of the blood of Jesus Christ right now to wash away my sins and that I be forgiven, and that my name be written in the book of life. Forgive me, O God, and set me free from Satan. Set me free from my sins. Set me free from every bondage. Set me free from evil spirits. Thank you, Father. Jesus, I'm asking to come into my heart and be my Lord right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer with me, please call the number that will be announced after this word. God bless you in Jesus' name. Till I come your way again, rejoice in the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. You have been listening to Peace for a Broken World. 
For prayer, counseling, and prophetic word, call 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635-2104 0818-635